Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast for your ears. This will be a discussion of a change that I see happening. I think it's a good thing. I'm going to tell you why. I guess I'll title it The Return to Common Sense. When I was growing up, I had to ask my parents, what's the difference between things like common sense and intelligence and whatever? And they always had a hard time defining what common sense is. But for me, common sense is uh, basically a shared sense of what is true that is shared among common people. The, the common the, the population in general. I think common sense is something uh, that we take for granted these days. And there's a lot of things that have contributed to it. And I'm not a psychologist or a doctor, so it's not for me to get into why this happened. But you can look at certain things today and go, why do you believe that? Growing up, there were these uh, news magazines, we'll call them that because they called themselves news, but they weren't. Uh, the National Enquirer, The Star, there were a few others. My grandmother pointed them out in the, in, the sh- in the supermarket back in the 70s because I was into UFOs and aliens and stuff. I go, oh, look, there's, a, there's one that has stories on Bigfoot and alien babies. And I, sure, I, I read it once or twice and then realized, wow, not only is it terribly written, but it's not real. It's entertainment value uh, at best. And... I would always ask my grandmother, why would you pick these up if you know? And she said, oh, I know they're not real. They're just entertaining to read. And I, uh, to me, that's a waste of time. But if you're entertained by that, you know, I, I am not a person who has ever been one to say my entertainment options are better than your entertainment options. But we always knew that things on the National Enquirer were not real. Nobody ever found Bigfoot. No aliens ever stole any babies that we're aware of so far. There was no evidence to any of their stories. And it wasn't until college that I I learned the differences between news, editorial content, and entertainment content. I, I, I didn't understand why at the end of the newscast, the nightly newscast, A lot of people watch 24-hour news now, so we've kind of gotten away from that local newscast. But there used to be a newscast, uh, 6 to 6.30, sometimes 6 to 7, depending on the city you were in. And the last five minutes of the newscast, they would turn things over to the station manager or another person for an editorial comment. And they would be very clear that this is a personal opinion or the station's opinion, but not, you know, it's not news, it's not real, it's an opinion. And they were, and and to this day, Andy Rooney still does it on 60 Minutes, I believe, I haven't watched 60 Minutes in a while, but his part at the end is him giving his opinion on something and that happened that week or in general, and, and it's separated from any kind of news reporting because it's editorial. And editorial just... News is to be presented without comment or color. It's a very simple statement that I learned and ingrained in my head when I was in my degree program at the university I went to. Uh, I made an A in news writing. I didn't know that I didn't want to go into that. I was trying to learn as much about everything, radio and TV, as I could during my tenure in college. And I was already working on the college radio station. I had already run a board for a couple of uh, local TV broadcasts and things like that. So I was very familiar with equipment and some of the things you had to do and be on the lookout for and that kind of thing. But then you take courses to fill in that knowledge on the why you do these things. And the statement, news is to be presented without color or commentary, just means that news should be the facts, the headlines. This happened on this day and this is what happened, according to sources, according to blah. Um, There were always, if 
If you didn't know this, you can go to a TV or radio station and look up those sources. Radio and TV stations have public files that the public can ask to see, and radio stations and TV stations have to keep those up or they're fined or could lose their FCC licenses. I mean, it's a kind of a big deal that the public doesn't know a whole lot about. But the, these files contain all the public service you've done in the last year, um, and and if you're a news organization, it contains sources for certain stories if you didn't get totally into it during the story. Like, a lot of TV news is not going to tell you all their sources. They're not going to run it down in that quick thing, but there, there might be a little blurb that says the sources are available at our location or that kind of thing. And that's what they're talking about, that they keep all this stuff in a file that is available for the public to come check out. And as a radio guy for the last 36 years, when I was working for FM radio stations, that was part of my job every year is to make sure, or every quarter actually, that that public file was updated with the latest information in case a person, in case a reporter, in case a lawyer, in case the FCC walked in and said, let's see your public file, it had to be updated. When I worked for a giant corporate entity now known as iHeartRadio, they were called Clear Channel back in the day, um... There was actually a person in the state of Florida who would come in once a quarter or once every six months and double check your public file. And if you were missing anything and didn't have like the menu at the front or that kind of thing, he would help you with that. And and it, a great service. Uh, wow, that was amazing because coming up in smaller radio stations, we had to do it ourselves and didn't know if we were doing it right or that kind of thing. But when you work for a big corporate company, of course, they want to make sure that you dot all the I's and cross all the T's. So in college, I learned that there is a difference between news and editorial. Editorial leans more towards entertainment because it's opinion, and it is not always based on fact. Although, a lot of times when you watch those editorial comments with the station manager, Andy Rooney or whoever, he will say that so-and-so said, and I got this from, they're still giving you where this came from, the sources, because... Even if it's a secret source, like you've watched those old movies and the guy at the newspaper won't give up his sources and he's thrown in jail, that kind of thing. The newspaper still knows the sources. It, they just can't, you know, there's there's a, a legal precedent for not exposing certain sources, danger to the person or whatever. Um, but there are always sources. There, With any news, there is always a source. Okay. So after 9-11, 24-hour news networks became du jour, <laughs> just be the rage, because we were all upset. The world was upset that this happened, and everybody wanted more information. And for several months, there was a continuous flow of information as we learned more things. Before that, the only 24-hour news networks were something like Headline News and CNN. There were a couple of others, but, you know... Headline news is where you went. You could watch it for five, ten minutes, see the latest news, and then you could go about your day. We loved it in radio. That, that was a great way uh, to get information. But after 9-11, everybody had a 24-hour news network. And enter Rupert Murdoch. Now, anything I say in this podcast has a source, and you can look it up. I'm not just talking off the top of my head. I've actually tried to record this podcast for several days now and, and just couldn't get my brain wrapped around the right way to present it to you. So I'm kind of giving you a chronological thing to get us there. So Rupert Murdoch had been running Sky News and other outlets. Uh, he's kind of a media mogul. And in England, Sky News is the equivalent of our Fox News, but it came first. And 
I never knew anything about it. I just assume, like everyone, that if a, if a, if something says headline news or MSNBC news or Fox news, it is really news. Well, guess what? The title doesn't always tell you what's really going on there. And with Sky News, they continually talk bad about the United States. I found this out firsthand when a son-in-law came to visit the United States for the first time. And on the way back from the airport, his jaw is on the floor, not just for the size of things, because everything here in the United States is much bigger than it is in the UK. The UK has smaller roads, smaller neighborhoods, everything, because A, it's an island, and B, it's built on things that have been there for thousands of years, where this country is only a few hundred years old as far as our infrastructure and our cities and that kind of stuff go. And so he was shocked that it took us so long to get from the airport to the house, how big some of the buildings were that he passed and things like that. It was just, and, and he's saying, but I, I don't see any violence. And I would take him, I mean, dog walks around the neighborhood and things like that. We took him to a movie theater and he talked about how better our movie theaters are. And we took him to his first barbecue restaurant and ribs became his favorite meal. But during these conversations, he's telling us, well, that Sky News says that Americans live in in these communes, in these groups where they're all the same religion kind of grouped together and they don't really talk to one another and, and we're fighting in the streets and it's violence every day, everywhere. And I'm, I'm kind of chuckling as he's telling me these stories. And I said, and you believe that? He goes, well, what do we know? We're, we live on the other side of the ocean. We have no idea. Most of us have never visited your country. We have no idea. I said, well, let's walk around the neighborhood and let me introduce you to the Russian couple that lives here and the Czechoslovakian culture, uh, you know, and the Greek and the, and the Jewish and the Mexican and the Puerto Rican and the Cuban and the, you know, and, and, and the white and the black and the whatever, you know, I, dude, we, I live in a neighborhood with uh, several hundred homes and everybody's different. All the families come from different backgrounds. That is what makes America great. We're a big melting pot of people that that settled here and wanted to make a better life. That really, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is what this country is all about, right? So by the time he left the United States, he had a completely different view of how life is over here, that we do walk our dogs together and we talk to each other and we sit in movie theaters and restaurants together, no matter what religion, what color, what whatever, we, this is America, you know, and Americans get along. And that clued me in a little bit to now some things are starting to make sense in the Rupert Murdoch world. Rupert Murdoch, and please look it up. There are documentaries about the man. There's Wikipedia about the man. Just look him up and, and mm. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. Now, to be clear, Fox News went on the air in 1996, but really wasn't a contender as one of the top news networks until after 9-11. Um, another background on why I found a bunch of information uh, when I first moved to the Florida Keys and we got a new general manager there, his son was finishing up college. And for one of the things he wanted to do in college, he wanted to investigate Fox News. And he went to Fox News and, and they filmed outside the building and interviews and stuff. And again, there are many documentaries. There are many factual uh, articles written by people that no longer work for Fox News. Uh, if you remember the movie last year, Bombshell, that's all about people who no longer work for Fox News and what went on behind the scenes. The difference between Fox News and other news outlets is Fox News puts a slant on everything, just like Sky News does. 
Rupert Murdoch is in the business of making money. He's not in the business of creating accurate news. That's not what he's about. He wants his companies to make money. And he figured out with Sky News that if he puts a slant on things and kind of tell people what they want to hear, in that country, they want to hear that their country is better, that things are better over there than they are anywhere else. And and people watch that because they feel better about it. And every once in a while, he'll throw something in there that's controversial, that gets everybody talking, but it, it, it clouds real news, especially when you're speaking myths, truths, and <laughs> that's being kind about it. I mean, honestly, how can somebody in another country believe that we live in a war-torn country? Just come here and look. We, you can drive from the East Coast to the West Coast without showing papers and not be attacked. It's not Mad Max over here. You can, you know, you can pretty much go wherever you want, do whatever you want, as long as you're not breaking the law. And this, his jaw was on the floor his entire week spent here. So apply that to Fox News. Rupert Murdoch owns Fox News. And if you think he is on your side or whatever, you are wholly mistaken. Just like any other of the giant business moguls out there, he is 100% about making money. And the way he could differentiate his news channel from any other news channel was to pick a slant, pick a side. And I'm telling you, for someone who has trained and worked in the business for 36 years, news does not have a slant. It does not have a side. There is no such thing until they started saying it. Do this logic problem for me, okay? Because I've done this and I, I did it two days ago, just to prove my point. Turn on Fox News for five or ten minutes and watch. Whatever they are talking about, doesn't matter. Notice how many times they use words that are unclear. This could mean, this possibly could lead to, this might lead to, you know, might, could, maybe. These are not news words. If I were to write a paper in a news writing class, every single one of those would get red marks crossed out. You don't use that kind of language in any kind of news. News is facts, and that's all it is. They're not up for discussion. They don't care if you believe them or not. It's much like science. News is just news. The facts are the facts. Again, we have this media mogul who decided, I'm going to make money, and to make money, I'm going to make this more entertaining. Because let's be 100% honest. If you've ever watched C-SPAN, or you ever watched news before 9-11, news is fairly dry and boring. I mean, sure, every once in a while there's a terrible murder, or a crime, or a shooting spree, or a car chase, or whatever, but a lot of a newscast is, hmm, you know, okay. You know, it, and, and people still, we would go home from work every day and watch the local news, and then it would be followed by national news, and then it would be followed by Wheel of Fortune or whatever, and then your primetime TV. But again, once cable proliferated throughout most homes in the country, and once 9-11 happened and everybody had a 24-hour news channel, well, they all kind of have to justify their existence in 2021 because there isn't a whole lot of news happening. This has never been more clear than during the pandemic, right? There's not a whole lot of stuff going on out there in the world, so they're filling time. And if you have an hour-long newscast to fill, it's easy to fill time. But if you have 24 hours to fill, hmm. 
So it's why a lot of the news networks have talk shows, have editorial shows, have behind-the-scenes shows, uh, in-depth interviews, that kind of thing, because honestly, in modern days, there... There's a lot of business news. There's a lot of pop culture news, but actually hard news. There, violent crime is down. Um, you can look up any of these facts if you want. So I'm not picking on Fox News, but do this logic problem for me. Turn on Fox News for five or ten minutes and watch it. See how many times they use non-news terms. Also see how many times they call other news outlets liars fake news how many times they call people liars or fake and 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 then try a couple other news channels and watch them for five or ten minutes and do your own count on how many times they use terms that are not newsworthy or call somebody a liar or fake you will find that most of the others don't at all those words are not in their vocabulary. They don't use them because they're not news. Now, if you happen to tune into an, uh, a, an editorial program on one of the news networks where they're interviewing people and people are giving their opinions and such, that's not what I'm talking about. But turn on to a newscast. I, I, I am not going to list them because there's, what, 20, 30, 50 of them now? Go sample a few of them to make yourself happy. Spend five or ten minutes with another newscast and compare it to what you've heard on Fox News. It's a night and day difference. There are no other network. There is no liberal network. Fox will not call themselves a conservative network, but they, you know, they're they're aimed at conservatives. That is the slant that they chose. Conservatives tend to be older people, money people, an older demographic, that kind of thing. That's what they targeted. They they want to give the news that entertains that type of viewer, and not just entertains. They will sometimes do things just to get you incensed. It is much more fun to watch Fox News than any other news channel because people are yelling and screaming. People are talking out of their other mouths <laughs> to say that, to be nice. Um, again, it's just a test. Go try it for yourself. If they're saying could be, this could mean, that's not a newscaster. That's a, a talk show host. You know, you don't use maybe, could be, this might mean, those are not, you will never find those in a newspaper. Not that there are too many newspapers left on the planet, but I'm saying, you know, there, there is, there is certain verbiage that is considered to be, you can use in news because these are all words that get the straight facts across. And then there are words that you are not allowed to use in news because there's nothing factual about them. And you will find that none of the other networks are calling anybody else liars or fake other than Fox News. They introduced that term. That is where the outgoing president came up with it. Believe me, I've worked in the industry for 36 years. I've worked for a variety of radio stations and worked with TV stations. I'm very aware of what goes on in a newsroom. It never Opinion doesn't come into it. There is a great movie from the late 80s called Broadcast News. James Brooks made it. He's the guy who produces Simpsons. He did the big chill. And it's the story of, well, the gist of it is Holly Hunter is a, is, runs a news channel, and she needs a new network uh, host. 
And she finds William Hurt. And he's not the smartest guy in the world, but he's got the right look and he's got the right read and he's got the right voice and people trust him when he reads the news. But you quickly find out that he doesn't he doesn't actually gather the news. He doesn't even know what he's reading. He just reads the teleprompter and people like the way he reads it. So he got the job and he makes a lot of money. And this bothers her because she's a news person. And why he didn't come up through the ranks on on actually reporting news. He's just an actor, basically. Well, this is what you have on one particular media outlet versus all the others, all of the others. And a lot of people go to that because it's a comfort zone. People go to Fox News because, well, it's comfortable to hear people that agree with your whatever. It's comfortable to, to them. They're, they're talking to you. You know, that's and believe me, this is a psychological concept that we use in radio all the time. The idea of a radio station is to make you part of the team. That's why we wanted you to listen to that morning show and listen to it every morning. It, it comes to a point where you can't live without that morning show with your coffee in the morning. And, and through the rest of the day, and you put the license plate and the sticker on your car, and you're part of a team. Humans want to be part of a team. Americans want to be part of a team. We want to be the good guys. We want to be with other people who agree with us. Let me get this out of the way right now. I'm fine with differing viewpoints and opinions. I am not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm not a conservative or a liberal. I have voted in every election since I was 18, but I've never registered as any of those things. I like to do my research and then I go vote and then I go on with my life. That is how this country went on for a couple hundred years. I treat it much like sports. If I love my team and they give it their best shot and they still lose, better luck next time. Same thing with my voting. Whoever I vote for, if they win or lose, well, better luck next time if we don't win or whatever. And I usually didn't care because growing up, honestly, the two sides of the, the, the room there, the Republicans and the Democrats, were pretty much saying the same thing. You just voted for the person who you liked better. But over the years, that's changed a bit, and the, and the parties have kind of separated to a certain extent. But in my mind, and this is no different than the average person, uh, the the government works for us and they need to make this country better for us and when you go to a particular media outlet and they're not talking about what's best for the american people they're talking about what's best for the commander in chief or the government or whatever and and they're using non news terms and they don't have facts to back up some of the things they say they'll say wow and to why we're getting to the crux of the conversation here wow the liberal-owned media are shutting down all of these ways that conservatives have to speak their mind. Nobody else is saying anything like that. That is the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. If you know who owns radio and TV stations, it's people who want to make money. <laughs> sure, they might be conservatives or liberals or whatever, but it doesn't matter. They, they want to make money, and however they make it, they will make it. They, I have... Part of radio, and I keep going back to that because I've spent 30, 36 years in that business and I'm very familiar with how it works. You wonder why radio stations change format. You know, you've had a favorite station for a few years and all of a sudden it disappears and becomes something else. It's because the sales department couldn't sell that to the people they were targeting. FM radio covers an area. FM, most 50,000 watt signals cover 75 square miles. They do a lot of research to find out 
what kind of listeners are in that 75 square miles. And they want to narrowly target a certain audience because it's underserved in the market or it's the money demographic. Most of my career was spent trying to get that 2554 demographic to listen to my country stations, my adult contemporary stations and things like that, or my classic rock stations, where a younger audience, say 18 to 34, I need to get for my top 40 stations or my active rock stations or my hip-hop stations or whatever. And so each radio station has a target audience, and they try and do the best in the ratings for that audience. Like, my bonus would be predicated on an active rock station to be number one with men 18 to 34. If women 18 to 34, men 25 to 54, we were great in those numbers, that's great, but I made my money off the demo that I was told to get. And for my longest tenure at a radio station, I ran a classic rock station that kind of evolved into a classic-leaning mainstream rock station. Plays a little new stuff and still a lot of old stuff. And we were always told we want to hit 2554. Yes, we'll take 18 to 34, but my bonus was always 25 to 54 year old men. That was the target demographic. We had an adult contemporary station that played Barry Manilow and Celine Dion that was shooting for the 25 to 54 female audience. And so each radio station has a target audience. And if there's competition in the market, multiple rock stations, multiple hip-hop stations, whatever, you want to be the best one of those because the ones that are not top of the ratings can't make money with those ratings, and they will change format because they can't make money with it. And that's why your favorite radio station disappeared. It's not because people stopped listening to rock music or people stopped listening to hip-hop or country or whatever. It's they were probably one of several in a market and they weren't winning the battle, so best to start a different radio station and go for a different demographic. Well, it's not much different with what Fox News thought about breaking up their audience. When CNN and Headline News, and I'm from Atlanta, while I was in college and afterwards and early in my career, I knew people that worked there. I got tours. I got inside, you know, inside the inside. And, and wow, this is pretty impressive. But there were no talks of what demographic they were going for. And there isn't in any news programs. News is for everyone. They just want to give you the facts and, and educate you on what happened today. That is not the goal of one particular media outlet. They have picked an audience, and they super serve that audience to the best of their ability. And everybody else is against them, and everybody else is wrong, and everybody else is liberally controlled, or everybody else is fake news. or every. Well, again, if you have 100 news organizations and one or two are calling everybody else fake and liars and 98 of them are not, who are you going to believe? There is a gullibility going on, a willful ignorance going on, and it's been going on for a couple of decades. And again, why does? here's a good question. Why doesn't somebody shut it down? Well, the same reason nobody shut down the National Enquirer. Intelligent people knew that the National Enquirer magazines you got in your supermarket were not real. Nobody had found Bigfoot yet. Nobody had talked to aliens yet. Well, we all assumed, especially in the media, that when this came out, most people would realize what it is. Kind of a, not really a propaganda machine, because they're not quite that organized. They, they, they have an interest in who wins an election because, again, they're trying to hit a certain target audience. It's not because they have a dog in that race, or maybe they do. Maybe Rupert Murdoch is going to run for office at some point or whatever. But, again, 
It makes no sense to anybody in the industry. And please feel free to ask anybody you know that actually works for a local TV station or news station. Ask them. There is not a target audience for the news. There is not a slant to put on the news. And you don't go out there and call other news organizations fake or liars. That's just not done. So this is an extension of what changed as far as political advertising go. Growing up, political ads were, our guy did this for the last four years, and you want to vote for him because he's going to do this. Or she, as we've gotten later. I never understood why we didn't have female leaders, but I'm glad that's changing. But we didn't mud rake like we do these days. Now there are complete commercials for, uh, uh, for candidates where it's all about the other side or the other person, and they don't really say anything about the, the one they're actually trying to get you to vote for until the end, paid for by so-and-so. I hate that. I don't even watch those. They don't make any sense to me. If you want me to watch a movie or listen to a band, tell me how great it is or how great they are. This is what the record industry does with us program directors in radio all the time. They build a story about why you should love this band, why you should play this song. That makes total sense to me. Tell me why you love it. Tell me why it's great. And again, growing up, my first elections were voted for because, well, this guy said what he was going to do, and this person said what they were going to do, and I, I like what this one said, and I voted. And I did the research and found out they're, they're true about their words. At least their history led you to believe they were true about what they were saying and that kind of thing. But we have entered in the 21st century where we let a National Enquirer-type organization say whatever they want, and we've all assumed that everybody's smart enough to figure it out on their own. If you're choosing your news source based on whether or not you agree with it, you're wrong. You don't want the news. You want somebody to placate you. You want somebody to make you feel better about what you're watching. But I'm telling you, watch C-SPAN or watch any other news network It's not very exciting. The facts are just the facts. And nobody's yelling at each other. Nobody's screaming that somebody's fake. And it's just... Now, like I said, things have changed. And a few of those out there... um, I think NBC did for a while. I don't know what they're doing now. Because I I honestly... I go to straight news sources. Uh, Early in my radio career... I worked at a top 40 station. My first real paying job out of college was a top 40 station. I did nights and eventually middays, and I was the music director, afternoons, and I was the music director, and eventually became the program director. And we had to, on an hourly basis, go into the back room, and there was a ticker tape directed, uh, connected to a satellite feed coming from the Associated Press. And every 15 minutes, it's printing out the headlines for the hour. This happened in this country. This happened at this time. This happened in this state. This happened, you know, and we were told to go rip that and record news that would run at the top of the hour. We had an AM station in the building and you record that and every hour you would update it. And it'd be, hi, I'm Scott Hamilton. And this is your news for the hour from the AP. And we'd run down and we were told then, Don't comment on it. Just read the headlines and get out of it. It, You are not paid to make any kind of comment about whether it's true or not, whether it's factual or not, whether it's real or not, whether it's good or bad. News is just news. Somebody lived, somebody was born, somebody died, plane crash, whatever, earthquakes, satellite fall to earth. News is just news. It doesn't have a side. It doesn't have an opinion. It doesn't need one. It's it's just facts. But again, we have gotten used to news sources that 
they want to give you what you want to hear. They want to give the slant on it you think you need. And so now that I'm getting a little long and I want to wrap this up a little bit, the reason why I recorded this is because I have friends. Some of them are older than me. Some of them I find are just as intelligent as me and they're posting things like, this is the death of free speech. (laughs) Sorry, that's humorous. Free speech is protected by the First Amendment of the Constitution. It was added to the Constitution in 1791. We were a country since 1776, but in 1791, somebody said, you know what, we need to add this to the Constitution because this could be a problem in the future. The First Amendment protects you from the government, protects you from the government censoring you, protects you from the government telling you what to believe, what religion to follow. That's what it's about. And it also provides you the ability to present to the government your grievances, to peaceably assemble. That's the phrase, the exact words in the Constitution, peaceably assemble. I took martial arts for a couple years to give you an analogy. And my sensei explained to me that I'm teaching you self-defense to protect yourself, but don't use it to hurt anyone. That may seem contradictory to you, but in a real self-defense class, they're going to tell you how to incapacitate your attacker and get away, not incapacitate your attacker and put them in the hospital or the morgue. Um, there are things called laws that protect people from manslaughter and murder, if you're not familiar. And so if, if I get into a fight and I accidentally really hurt someone and their lawyers find out I took karate for a couple of years, the charges against me go way up because I am a weapon, so to speak. So it was made very clear in karate class that you just don't, you have lost the fight if you get into a fist fight. You know what I'm saying? I'm more intelligent than that. And I haven't had a fight since the playground in elementary school. I have never thrown a real punch outside of a sparring class in my life. And I've never had to. And hopefully at this point, I never have to. I don't want to take somebody out. I don't want to hurt anyone. I'm confident enough to walk through a dark parking lot at night because I know I can defend myself. I can kick your shin. I can knock your kneecap off and go find a cop. That's You're going to swing for my head. I'm aiming for your knees. You know, I'm aiming for the groin. I'm going low with my kicks so you can't block it and I can get away. That's what I was taught. So to give another analogy with what's going on in this country, Radio station, say I am running a radio station, I have this talk radio station, and we have hired controversial hosts, whichever side you want to think of, the liberal conservative. And you can think of it as Howard Stern, you can think of Rush Limbaugh, whoever. Um, We pay them to entertain their audience, right? Because go back to radio stations have a target audience. And so these people know that they can't, there are certain lines they cannot cross that are illegal for them to do. News, I mean, radio is a platform, a platform for them to speak, a platform for them to entertain, a platform for them to give information. And it is known within their shows, a lot of it's opinion. It's not news. It's, It's just opinion stuff for them to talk about. And Howard Stern will walk up right to that line, you know, 
that the FCC would have a problem with if he got too sexual with something, right? That's why he moved to satellite radio, because he can say pretty much anything he wants. There is no FCC over satellite radio or to let you know over internet radio. My radio stations do not play edits. We leave the cuss words in because I feel it's art, and we don't have an FCC telling me I can't play those things. If you don't like cuss words, don't listen to my radio stations because I don't edit the music and I don't play edits. If I, unless I can't get another version of the song. Sometimes a record label won't send me an unedited version, but that's pretty rare. And so you have these talk show hosts, and you have one who, let's use a, a strange analogy, ACDC is not coming to town, or their, their band did not win Battle of the Bands. So they go on the air and say, pick up a baseball bat, pick up a few chains, and go to that promoter's office and tear it up. Break in, do some crazy things. If somebody gets in your way, hit them. <laughs> That host has crossed a line. They are instigating violence. They are, they are using their platform to get people to perform things that are against the law. If it comes back that they heard this from that host, not only is the host liable, but the radio station is liable. The FCC, if charges are filed, the FCC can investigate and pull the license of the radio station because it's a danger to the public interest, and they pull the license. The station goes dark, everybody loses their job, the station doesn't exist anymore unless they can petition and appeal and, and get it back. And so the first job of anybody in radio from middle management on up is to protect the license. It's not to play the best music or give away the best prizes. It's to protect the license granted to us by the FCC. You don't want to do anything. You got to keep the public file up. We talked about that. You got to have hosts that, that stay within the laws of, of what's allowed for broadcast to the public. Um, these days, you also kind of need to be a drug-free workplace because you can't have somebody driving a station vehicle and say they drink a couple drinks after doing a bar remote and get into an accident and kill somebody. Well, it's not only them that will get charges, but it's the station that owns the vehicle who allowed them to operate the vehicle. That seems silly, but we live in litigious times, my friends, and... This is always a thought at a radio station. I don't want to do anything that gets the radio station in trouble because the radio station could get shut down. So a couple of these friends that were posting about the death of free speech were upset that Parler was pulled off Amazon servers. Well, nothing against Parler, but did you really read what happened? Amazon went to them and said, present us with your plan of mediation because most of the other social networks have them. They have plans that if somebody steps over that line if if and and let's take an extreme case they find somebody who's talking about killing children they have the right and the ability to moderate that person to restrict that person or remove that person if they're putting that out there and so this is what amazon and the other social networks are doing protecting themselves from liability doesn't sound cool to say that on fox news or any other news channel but honestly that's what's really going on because if charges are brought and they find out that a particular app was used to coordinate illegal activities, well, the app is going to be liable and the servers that the app are on is going to be liable because, again, all corporate interests must have a plan of mediation, a plan of moderation. If, if something, if an app, if a host, if a talk show, whatever, steps over a legal line, they need to have a plan in place to deal with that before it becomes a problem legally. Because again, if not, the station could get shut down, the servers could get shut down, the service could get shut down, whatever. And so 
that's all I'm saying, people. There are There is more to this than the spin that one particular media outlet is putting on it. And I watched a news story where they said, oh, 70,000 conservative members were removed off this service. Well, honestly, do we really know if they were conservative or not? They were removed because some of the things they were saying played into illegal acts that took place. And again, the service is protecting itself. That, that is what these plans of moderation are for. So why I started this and why I said a change is coming. The other day, I was posting a video of specials. Yes, specials, daily specials like a menu. And it had nothing to do with COVID. But I got a, a little note as it posted and Facebook said, if this is about COVID and you're posting misinformation, if you continue to do so, you will be removed or restricted. I absolutely loved seeing that because it's about time that somebody held feet to the fire on certain topics. There needs to be proof. There needs to be evidence for truth. Truth has to be there for a democracy to work, for people to trust each other, for laws to work. Before I post anything on social media, I look it up in two or three places. Accidents do happen. We were all burned with something a week or two ago. Tanya Roberts was reported dead on multiple sources, so all of us started posting links. We found out later that she wasn't because her partner thought she died, went outside upset, and talked to the media and told people that she was dead. <laughs> By the time this gets straightened out on Monday and he says she's not really dead, she died that afternoon. So she really is dead, but wasn't at the time because somebody got the facts wrong. And Again, I had checked multiple sources, so it wasn't my fault that I posted it, and I pulled it down when I found out it was it was not true. And honestly, when I found out she was dead, I didn't post again because everybody's going to be like, psych, you know? <laughs> and so even checking multiple sources, you can get burned, but that's one in a million, people. That truly is one in a million. Everybody has a cell phone in their pocket or purse. Everybody has a camera. Everybody has a recorder. Everybody can take a picture or video of anything that happens in front of them. This is why violent crime is going down, people. This is why we still haven't seen Bigfoot. <laughs> If we see evidence of something, we can take a picture of it. You can take a video of it right there as it's happening. And I'm telling you, if you have a video that proves something illegal is happening or aliens have actually landed, go to your local news station and give it to them. Sell it to them. They will pay for that if it's newsworthy. But to post it on Reddit and be all secretive about it, this comes up in this medical cannabis group I run all the time. Hey, I saw on Reddit that this particular dispensary is releasing stuff that has mold in it. Well, the state is now governed by third-party testing on all products related to cannabis. If, if any mold is ever found, well, they're going to go back to that dispensary or that grow house or whatever and get it taken care of. And I won't even get into the fact that if I bought something bad from a store, if my milk was bad when I got home, I would take it back to the grocery store and make it right. They would give me a refund or another can of milk, you know, whatever. Um, I, I, so whenever I see somebody, oh, this is posted on Reddit and it came from a scientist. Really? Give me a link. To, to give me a name. These people are trying to hide from what? That, that, that some grower that makes a few million dollars a year is going to silence them or something? This is 2021, people. Everybody has the internet. Everybody has email. Everybody has a way to get information out. And so if things are really happening, if, if people are really closing off free speech, 
you would be seeing something about it on all of the networks, not just the one. Not just the one that says all the other networks are liberals and all the other networks are wrong and all the other networks are liars. Really? You're talking about thousands of people who are trying to keep their jobs, clothe their kids, feed their mouths, keep their houses and cars. These people are not going to screw. When you, when you go to work for Fox News, you know what you're getting into, and you can either deal with that or not. And to some people, it's an acting job. It gets their face on the TV for a while, and then they leave and they go do something else. Others stay there because they don't have anywhere else to go. They don't have anywhere else that's going to believe what they're spouting. But again, it's, it's the majority rules in this country in just about everything, you know? And again, if there's 25 news networks and 24 of them are not talking about liars and fake news, how about that one who is? Really? You're going you're gonna to buy that over all the others because they say that all the others are wrong. It's the biggest problem I've had with our outgoing president and the biggest problem I've had with that one particular news outlet. But you don't see me posting about it or talking about it because I, under, I, I truly believe that most people are intelligent enough to tell the difference between propaganda and BS and facts. And just saying that somebody's a liar doesn't get it. It is a common psychological tactic, especially of narcissists, to call you a liar before you call them a liar because you can't get into that. Well, I know you are, but what am I? Or no, you are. That's not intellectual discussion. That's ridiculousness and, and using, I, I'm sorry, somebody try and do that to me in real life. I will cut your knees out from under you with words. I, ridiculous. I, I, I have a brain. Let's get some common sense. Do your own research. Don't just turn on something because it's a warm, comfy place. Trust what they're saying and then go spout about it on social media. It makes you look dumb, really dumb. Um, Remember when that, that conspiracy theory that we didn't actually land on the moon, that, that Francis Ford Coppola or Stanley Kubrick directed it and, and they used uh, special effects? Yeah, that was debunked a hundred times because, first of all, back in the 60s, we didn't have special effects that could have proved anything. And even to this day, you know when you're watching Ad Astra or whatever that it's not real. You know, that it, that, 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 oh, that looks computer generated. It's really good. looks really realistic, but it's not, you know, obviously we're not having gunfights on the moon. <laughs> Do that with everything. I saw a news story today that a kid just won a huge award because he came up with AI that can, that can tell the difference between a deep fake video and a real video. And if you're not familiar with deep fake is, is an AI technology where you can put somebody else's face on someone and make them say whatever you want. It's a plot point in the new TV show, uh, the new streaming show that's on Netflix called Lupin. Um, he at one point kidnaps someone and does a deep fake to make him say whatever he wants. Well, it looks really good in the movie because they got the actor to say those things. But in real life, it doesn't look very real. And during the election, I had one of my friends who unfortunately I had to unfriend because this person continually posted things like deep fake videos that would take something that some, one person said and put it in another one's mouth. I obviously could tell it was fake. I know it didn't happen. Just go to other news sources and see where it came from, and you'll know. But again, the facts get clouded when you watch something all the time, when you start buying the BS, when you, know, when you start drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak. 
Listen, if you're a fan of Fox News, I'm not bashing you. I'm just asking you, do the research. And if they say something, if they call something specifically fake or wrong or a liar or whatever, go look it up for yourself and see if they're accurate. Don't just, I mean, even news sources I trust, I go double check, like the whole thing with Tanya Roberts. I double check that in four different places before I posted the link, because first of all, I'm not a big Tanya Roberts fan, and I haven't followed her since her B-movies in the 90s. Um, so I didn't know if she was still alive or not. So that's the first thing I do. When a, a rock star died today, a very a, an older bass player rock star from the late 60s, and I'm familiar with who he is, but I I don't follow the bands he's in and I don't follow him on social media. So I didn't know he was sick. I didn't know he really died, but I I went and verified it before I posted anything because I don't want to do another Tanya Roberts kind of thing. There's some common sense involved in everything these days. And I will reiterate what Chuck Norris said yesterday. There is no room for violence anymore, people. This is 2021. We have evolved. Sure, wars still happen on the planet. We still do terrible things. I'm not defending our government or our country or any country or whatever. There's still horrible things happening on the planet, but they're happening a lot less frequently. And if you're constantly worried about somebody always being after you or or, or your political lean or whatever, that's got to be exhausting to live with the fact that you, wow, they're shutting down free speech and I'm never going to be able to get my kind of news. Well, again, that's a flawed argument because there is no your kind of news. There is no slant on real news. I saw the quote, you know, conservatives won't have anywhere to talk anymore with, with Parler and, and these 70,000 people pulled off Twitter and whatever else. Well, guess what? You still got Fox News. They're still allowed to say whatever they want all day long, whether it's true or not. So temper some of your anger and some of these things that the news media, any of the news media are talking about, and do the research. If they say something horrible and you don't agree with it, look it up. You know, if you're watching CNN or or MSNBC or whatever, and they say something, you're like, man, that can't be true. You know, he couldn't have done that or they couldn't have said that. Go look it up in multiple other places and see if there's like everybody saying it and one not. Because I guarantee you that everybody is right and the one not is wrong for whatever reason, whether it's they're doing it for their their viewers or listeners, that they're trying to hit a target audience. But again, news doesn't have a target audience. News is news. There is no slant to it. There should not be a slant to it. There should not be conjecture. That discussion and conjecture moves it into editorial. That needs to be reserved for talk shows and separate things not newscasts. And we have gotten used to this being there. So why I think this is a good thing? Because I'm not against people saying things I don't agree with. I'm against people lying. I'm against people posting mistruths. This is an extension of the cancel culture and trolling that social media has kind of enabled over the last couple decades. That there are people out there who will bitch about a new Star Wars movie just because they want to be negative and poop in the Wheaties of whoever loves that movie. Same thing with music. There are people who just hate artists for whatever reason. Ask Nickelback and Metallica, who became a couple of the most successful bands on the planet. They're also some of the most bashed bands on the planet. But again, they're selling millions of albums and concert tickets. Who's right and who's wrong here? A couple of trolls on the internet or the millions of people who still go to the shows? If you're a fan of something, buy the ticket, enjoy it, whether it's music, movies, news, whatever. 
but don't be fooled by terms and and slants and phrases that aren't part of what you should be in, enjoying. So again, do that test for me. Go watch your favorite news channel for a while and then go sample some of the others. If they're all talking about the same story, you will quickly tell which ones have a slant and which ones are just the facts. And if the ones that are boring and just the facts outnumber the ones that are sensationalism, I think you have your own answer. Again, I don't have a dog in this race. I'm not a Republican or Democrat. I'm not a conservative or a liberal. I don't care about those terms. I don't define myself politically. I lived for nearly five years outside of the United States. I was living outside of the United States when 9-11 happened. You want to know what's surreal? Is getting ready to go into work and your morning guy calls you and tells you to turn on the TV because New York was just attacked. It's one thing to see that while you're living here. It's another thing to see it from another country. Why did I move back? Because I missed America. We're great here. Going back to the beginning, we all get along for the most part. People, I mean, there are people in my neighborhood who had signs of the the political party that I didn't vote for in the neighborhood, but I stopped with my dogs and I talked to them and we all get along. Nobody's throwing punches. Nobody's calling each other names. I don't bring up politics or religion because I was brought up to not do that in public conversations. The, those are things people are very passionate about, have very strong feelings about, and I don't want to get into those conversations with them. But I have spent 36 years in the radio industry. I was a trumpet player growing up, and I can still read music. You want to talk about music? I feel I can talk I can tell you if a song is good or not. I can tell you if an album is good or not. Or I can tell you that if it's not my cup of tea, but it's still good. My job as a program director is to listen to a song, A, decide if it's quality piece of music, B, if it fits my format, if it fits what I'm trying to do, if it fits that audience. And so the the talking heads at Fox News every morning are given, here's what you're going to talk about today, and here's the slant you're going to put on it, because this is what our viewers expect. And that sounds very innocent, but that's not news. That The other newsrooms are like, what do you got today? Well, we've got this news story and we've got this news story. Well, that one's a little bit more interesting. We'll put that one first and we'll put that one second. But there's no, let's put a slant on it and make it this way. Let's, let's make it so this particular part of the population likes this story better than the others. That doesn't even enter into the conversation because that's not what news does. So I think there's a place for differing opinions. Um, I run my radio stations like Picard ran the Enterprise in Star Trek The Next Generation. He's got all these department heads and something major is going on. He just doesn't decide the course of action. He brings all the experts. He brings the science expert and the, and the, the, the girl who can read minds and is an empath. And he brings everybody who might, some are more violent oriented or some action oriented, some are more cerebrally and intelligent oriented. And he goes around the table and has everybody give their opinions and then he makes the decision. He decides this is our course of of action, but you get those other opinions, and sometimes that gives you another way of thinking. And I did the same thing with radio stations. I've got disc jockeys and department heads or whatever, and we're going to do something, but we want the input of everyone because I don't know everything. I, I'm a pretty good judge of character. I'm a pretty good judge of what's true or not. I'm a pretty good judge of music, of, of psychology, of, of, of things that I've worked with for almost four decades. But there, somebody might bring up something that I didn't think of. And if that's a better thing, well, we're going to go with that. 
I'm, I'm, that's the scientist in me. That's how science works. You know, for a hundred years, we know this is true, but somebody does an experiment and proves it's not. Well, scientists are going to believe where the facts are, and they will change their opinions on certain things. It, some of these political-leaning channels will tell you that, well, they changed their stance on this. Well, maybe they figured out they were wrong. Uh, the incoming vice president came up through law, was a police officer and a, and a, and a, you know, in, in the police force, and was very much against marijuana and drugs, but has changed her stance on those things. It's not flip-flopping people if you find evidence that, that proves to you that maybe this is a good thing after all. Maybe I was wrong about some things. The governor of Virginia, one of the most conservative states out there, believe me, I live right next to it, and you don't speed through that state because radar detectors are illegal and they love speeding tickets. They introduced today that they're going to introduce marijuana because it makes sense in modern times. Medical marijuana, recreational marijuana, the governor is going to do this because they can make money with it. And you know what? More and more states are leaning that way. There are 15 states where it's 100% legal. There's another 36 or so that are, are medical. That's more than half the country. The tide has turned. The swing has swung. Things are changing for that one particular topic. And you may be anti-drug. My father was. When my father got cancer, I said, Dad, you, you should probably try smoking this natural plant. It will make you feel better going through chemotherapy. And being a, a, a conservative dude that grew, was born in the sticks of West Virginia and grew up in South Georgia and was in the military for a while, he was so anti-drug, but he, towards the end, was like, you know, I, this maybe I'll investigate some other things. And the scientist, the logic in his mind, if I gave him evidence he would go with it. You know what I mean? I have a very logical mind. I just assume everybody else does too. We get so passionate about the things we care about. Man, I jump up and down about movies I love or music that I love. And I post, man, I really love this song. And maybe five people click like on it or whatever. And that's okay. Not everybody's going to like the same music. Not everybody's going to like the same movies. Well, not everybody's going to like the same politics or news stations either. And we all understand that. That's part of living in this country. But someone has been telling us to get mad about it and throw punches and do illegal things. And that's crossing the line that we in the media do not cross. And if it's proven that people within the government or people within the police force were complicit in committing acts of violence or allowing them to happen, they are liable for that. And they, they will go down for that if, if there's proof, if there's evidence. But people just aren't saying it. People are arrested and then due process begins. And if they have you on camera doing things, I'm telling you, it's going to be hard for you to get out of it. It's going to be hard to say, well, I did this because I thought if I did, we could change things. Well, you know what? I've marched in a few protest marches in my day. I used to work in the state of Alabama, and early when I was there, there were some of the women's rights issues came up, and I was asked to march on the behalf of women, which I don't have those parts. I'm not part of that team. Um, so went down there with our signs or whatever and the and the police told us you need to stay on this road you need to stay behind the barricades and you can say or do whatever you want just don't get in fights with people don't cause problems and we did we did the couple hours march or whatever and we went home and we went about our lives and we were they carried it on the news that night and, and people when it came to vote made their decisions and you know what we made a change in that state 
That's how it works, people. And if you go back to the First Amendment, it protects your right to peaceably assemble. It doesn't protect your right to break the law. It doesn't protect hate speech. It doesn't protect you from threatening people or telling people to go threaten people. Some of the memes that have now been released that were on that social network that was pulled off servers and will probably never come back, they didn't moderate people who were threatening hate speech. It's one thing to say, one of my friends also posted, why is this foreign leader allowed to say these things about our country? And he was saying things like, well, this country is going down the tubes because, you know, they don't have real news or they don't have, they're not following this religious leader or whatever. Why are they allowed to say that? Because they're not instigating anybody to go out there and commit criminal acts because of it. It is ridiculous. This is not the 1700s. We have evolved. We have laws. We have society. And we all want to get along. Nobody wants to walk down the street and have to worry about bullets or bombs in this country. We don't want to worry about that. And it becomes terrorism. Why we call it terrorism when when a nutcase shoots up a school? Because it puts people in terror. And there were memes that say, fear works, scare them, or whatever the exact meme was. And it it showed people hiding under their desks. Really? So that's basically saying, yes, well, if you don't like what a school's doing, go take a rifle in there and get them scared. Really? We need some common sense to return to the conversation. Just because you don't agree with the politics or whatever is not an excuse to cross a legal line. Those are there to protect the rest of society from that. And in 2021, I like the fact that a martial artist has never had to throw a punch. I own guns. I've never had to point them at anyone or shoot anyone. I'm a great shot and target practice, but my guns are in storage. Uh, There's no ammo. They're taken apart. They're in oily rags, that kind of thing, because I don't feel I need to use them. In a conversation with a neighbor, if things get heated, I know I can talk my way out of it. I'm smart enough. That's just the way that that how we should be with our fellow man, not just Americans, but with the world. I don't think anybody needs to die over political or religious reasons. Let live, you know, live and let live. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let's keep that in the back of our minds when we get into these political arguments or these whatever arguments. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is protected by the Constitution. Everybody should try to be happy. Sometimes our jobs are not great. Sometimes life is not great. Sometimes bad things happen in our lives. We get that. But honestly, if you look back over your life, you had better, more good days than bad. I'd like to think everybody did, but that's not always the case. Um, and tomorrow is an opportunity to make things better. That's how I live my life. No matter what happens today, I I gave it my best shot, and tomorrow I can make it better. So these social networks have realized they could be liable for some of the things that are said on their social networks. I run a giant buy-sell trade group for Funko Pop toys or figures or whatever you want to call them. And early on, we wanted to differentiate ourselves from the other groups. We wanted to crack down on trolling. We think if you're buying, selling, trading 10 to $15 plastic figures, your favorite pop culture characters or Godzilla or Marvel characters or Disney or whatever, this should be a fun and happy place. They're fun things. They're fun to put on your desk and have a stack of in your house or whatever. And there were people that would just come in and be negative to be negative. They would call you a jerk because you like this one and call you worse than that. So we cracked down very hard from the get-go and we have zero tolerance for trolling. 
If you have a legitimate beef, bring it to us. If the person didn't ship the item, if the person is charging too much in your opinion or whatever, bring it to the mods, bring it to the admins, and we'll look into it. But don't get into an argument where you start calling each other names. This was five and a half years, something we put into effect, and within a few months, we became the number one group of its kind in the world, and we still are today with nearly 95,000 members. There's not a buy-sell trade group for Funko items anywhere near our size. People come there because they know that anybody who gets out of hand is going to be taken care of. Who's either, we have a mute system, 24 hours for a, a light thing like a, an anger emoji or a laughing emoji, because any, any comment on a post boots it to the top of the group. And if you're talking about a sales group, you don't want one post living up at the top all day, all night, because there's this argument going on and they're charging too much or they have too many of them or, or somebody's just being negative because they don't like the movie that it's based on or the comic book is based on or whatever. Live and let live. Let everybody have fun. So we took a stand. We became number one, and, and that's why we still are, because we, we want to keep it a fun place. I don't think that's any different than what the social media networks are doing. Nobody wants to log into a social network and see a bunch of hate spewed at them. I've unfollowed and unfriended quite a few people because they don't believe this and they think it's their right to post negativity all the time and, and things that aren't really real, but they believe them. I don't subscribe to that and I don't need it in my feed, so it's my option to unfollow you or unfriend you. But once you cross the line into what's illegal, well, then the social network and the servers that are on are liable for that. And if somebody lost their life over it and federal charges are filed, they're going to investigate and find out where that stuff came from. And the idiots who ran Parler left all their information up. When they, when they were asked to have a plan of moderation and they said, we're not going to provide ones and Amazon pulled it, they had time to pull down personal information of all of its members and did not. And left that stuff up there. And now experts have gotten in there and they've, they've pinpointed actual users of that network that were in, <laughs> in the Capitol when they posted. Idiots. I'm sorry. That's just stupid. If you're going to commit a crime, leave your phone at home, dumbass. They can all be tracked. They can all be traced. No matter how much you turn off whatever settings... Watch a police procedural show once in a while. They're pretty accurate on the fact they're not accurate on what like video cameras can do where they can zoom in from a mile away and see somebody's face. But on the other hand, if they want to pull somebody's phone records and find out where they were at a certain time, if they get a subpoena to do so, they can. And this wasn't even needed because these idiots just left the information up there for anybody who could get into it to look at. And now all of these news sources are going through it with a fine tooth comb and they're finding, yeah, there was a lot of these people that used that particular social network involved. They posted certain things, they communicated certain things, and they were on location at the time. At the exact time these things happened. Pinpoint, boom! GPS is a pretty amazing thing these days. So... Don't fall for rhetoric. Don't fall for propaganda. Don't fall for the slant. Again, if you love Fox News, go watch Fox News. I don't have a problem with it. But again, they say something that angers you. Go look at elsewhere and see if anybody else is saying that. And don't just assume because one is and 20 are not that the one is right. That doesn't make any logical sense in any way, shape, or form. There's been a lot of talk aimed at Hollywood over the years that it has this slant. I'll tell you the slant that Hollywood has, making money. 
<laughs> they want their movies to make money. They want their TV shows to make money. It's all about money. And Amazon wants to pull an app because Amazon could face legal charges and possibly get shut down. Hell yes, I'm not putting up a one a multi-billion dollar company against a, a, a social media outlet that has an app on my server. That just doesn't make any sense. Cover your ass. <laughs> Have proof when you say stuff, when you post things, when you talk about stuff. Know the facts. Check other sources. That is what reporters are told to do. If somebody on the street tells them that this happened in their neighborhood, they have to go to other houses and verify that. Some way, it, cops have to do that. If someone's murdered and someone says, well, I saw that guy in that house, they're going to go to other houses and see if anybody else saw them. They're not just going to take one person's word for it. Well, I'm asking you to do the same with the media you watch. Don't just take one source's word for it. Go check the other sources that are out there. If you have the phone, you have the internet, you can do that easily. You may not agree with what you find, but again, news doesn't care if you agree with it or not. It's just the facts. So I hope this helped, and I'm sorry if I babbled a little bit, but I wanted to give you some background from somebody who's actually in the media. I know some of the owners. I met the two owners of Cumulus Broadcast and Cumulus Media, which is the second largest media company on the planet. They came under fire this week for telling some of their talk show hosts to not cross certain lines to stop talking about uh, the election being fake because there's no proof to that fact. Look it up. The people that the current administration hired to look into evidence of tampering with the election found that there was none, and they still said there was a problem with it. These are the people they hired. These are the people they put in charge of the, the investigation, and those people came back and said, we didn't find anything. That should have been the end of the story. And the election should have just been, and we all move forward with our lives. But for the last two months, we've got people going, this is fake, this isn't real, this isn't, you know... Where is their proof that it's not real? Where is their proof that it's fake? You can't just call something fake or not real and expect anybody to believe it. Or at least I thought. At least I assumed. I love every single one of you. And I don't care who you voted for. And I don't care what side of this issue you are on. But facts are facts. News is news. And discussion and conjecture is editorial and entertainment. Not news. And not facts. Look up the facts and go forth and... Post whatever you want. Jump on that soapbox. Go crazy. It's kind of what I'm doing right here, and it's what I do with every movie review I do. I jump on a soapbox and say, you got to love this movie because the acting was great, and the cinematography was great, and the writing was great, and, and, and why? Why do I know that that's a great movie or a great album? Well, I've been in the music industry um, for 36 years. I was a trumpet player before that. I can read music. I've been playing video games and watching movies since I was a kid. I, I, I have decades of experience with these things. I have thousands of movies in my collection. I have studied movies. I thought I wanted to go into movies. I've done some acting. I was an actor in high school and college. I know what goes on behind the scenes. I, I, I have a background in these things I talk about, so I'm not just... I didn't just decide today to start talking about music or movies. I, I have a lifelong love or a hobby or a career path that has taught me a lot about them. And I know what goes on behind the scenes at a news station. People collect news and they want to get it on the air as fast as possible. They don't have time to think about a slant on it. And you wonder why a particular news network will spend all day on one story. Well, A, there's not a whole lot of stories out there, and B, that's because they have a slant they're trying to prove. 
But they don't prove it with evidence. They prove it with people just saying it over and over and over again. People calling things fake. People calling things liars. Well, show me the proof and I will be on your side. If, if, if I'm wrong on this social media thing, if I'm wrong on this political thing and these people were not lying and, and yes, the entire media is fake except for one outlet and, and one side is entirely fake and it's not the side I choose, well, you know what? I will switch sides. I have no problem with that. <laughs> But unfortunately, I do do the research, and I do, before I open my mouth, look things up. And like I said, I tried to wrap my brain around and get this podcast recorded for a couple of days, but I just couldn't do it. And now I have, and I hope you enjoyed it. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. I'm going to get back to music and movies and video games because that's what I know and love, and that's what I do. Won't talk about politics. Won't talk about news. News is a means to an end. I want to see the facts for the day. I go read AP and Reuters, and and I I read a few headlines, and then I go about my day. I don't get into the minutia of he said, she said, this is fake or this is not. That's not even a conversation that comes up when I'm looking at news. The Rock File is my website. It has links to all my projects. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. I love you all. Have a peaceful and pleasant day. (laughs) 